0: Hey, listeners and welcome back to another week of the Keeper League Uh, My name's Hef and I'm joined by my co-host Kase, how you going mate? Hef, happy Tuesday Yeah, it's uh, always a happier Tuesday after we've had another weekend of football And we're getting closer to the season now
1: and a long weekend, which is uh, one less day of work, which is bloody excellent.
0: Yeah, you can't really complain about that. All right, for those who haven't listened to the pod before, we are the Keeper League, and we don't get bogged down with your superstars, uh, the guys at the top of the tree. Now we're looking for the guys down the bottom uh, that are going to make more of an impact on your Keeper League than, uh, yeah, most of the top guys will because they're already picked up in your drafts. But anyway, uh, we'll get stuck into some uh, news for the week. So I guess uh, the biggest thing we probably think is uh, that it's going to affect our Keeper Leagues is probably the news about Dylan Roberts and so mm. uh apparently after the game on Sunday uh, down in Ballarat he uh, reported there was something wrong with his uh, I guess something wrong with his ticker like uh, what happened last season and uh, yeah they're not really sure what was going on Tom Brown is reporting that it could be quite serious but if it's Tom Brown we all know that uh, it's probably 100% fine (laughs) yeah it's probably okay but uh, you know if Robertson is to go down and he's someone that a lot of people have either kept or you know anticipating he's going to be back this year Mm -hmm. or they picked him up pretty early in their drafts because he's you know thinking he's going to go big uh, what do we think K's what effect is that going to have on players ah Look, without being too much for Tom Brown, I don't know. So,
1: but, you know, if he is uh, unfit, which hopefully he is fit and firing because you want him out playing and obviously you want him healthy. But, look, it just means that, you know, potentially he's devalued, especially coming into, you know, and this is draft week for a lot of people. So, yeah. whether you're starting up a keeper league or doing your redrafts and stuff like that, um, you know, his name's going to be around the mark, especially because, as we found out last week in our – in our keeper league, uh, brand new keeper league uh, draft, is that defender stocks don't run very deep.
0: Now nah, they're hard to come by. And I think there'll be a lot of defender rankings that are uh, scrambling at the moment and not sure where to place him and not just him and a lot of others, I guess. But uh, yeah. all right, so if Robertson is, say, going to miss a bit of football, mm-hmm. uh, who are the guys that benefit from this case? Well, obviously, Shane Savage had a pretty good year last year. And for some reason, he was very angry in the game during the week yeah, that I was watching. I notice just that.
1: niggling everyone. But... Uh, Look, I think it might come to a couple of people. Uh, Hunter Clark's been very impressive, and I just potentially think that you know he's played a bit in the midfield and floated around half back for this uh, this JLT. But yep. potentially just cements his spot in that um, Saints best twenty two. And um, look, with a couple others, they've got a few guys like Nunes is uh, pretty versatile. He can probably drop back. Um, Nick Caulfield probably as well. Yeah, it gives him a chance. So there's a few of those uh, Saint Kilda half back flankers who probably uh, yeah could get
0: a bit of a bump. There was uh, talk of David Armitage at the end of last year spending a bit of time on the halfback flank. Could he work his way back into the side now that someone like Robin's out? He's slow and can't kick, so <laughs> I don't
1: know if that's what you want from a halfback flanker. That's
0: true. All right, uh, well, we better get on to the uh, round rewind. So, yeah, Kays and I um, watched a bit of footy this weekend. We spent a bit of time in Melbourne on a buck show, but, uh, yeah, this is what we noticed from the gains we saw. <laughs>
1: So we'll kick off with the Essendon Geelong game. And um, yeah, two weeks in a row, this guy's caught my eye Jordan Ridley, the big Riddler. He's delivered two pretty good games. He had 70 on uh, Thursday nights. And look, for me, I hope he actually starts over someone like a David Myers. He gives us a bit. He's uh, flashy, he's got some skills. Potentially, he's not. I just don't know whether he's going to play round one or not. But he's, yeah. he's definitely put his hand up as someone that's come from fair left field, and I reckon he's one you can take
0: late. You know, yeah. and, and he could be some serious value. He was definitely part of that midfield rotation throughout the games, and I think he shone a bit more in the first game. But he mm. kind of backed it up with the uh, with the seventy in the second game. So uh, I didn't mind the look of him. Yeah, I'm the same as you though. I'm not a hundred percent percent sure where he fits into the side. Mm. Um, another guy that scored very well on Thursday was
1: Adam Sard. He had eighty nine. Now, don't get excited. You know, I know there's some news about the kicking rules and Saad's flashy and he can run and he can, you know, he's probably the guy that might take a lot of kickouts. But his PB last year was 96. Yeah. And that was against Brisbane. That's his, you know, basically one of his best scores. So an 89 in JLT game looks good. But just don't expect that uh, come um, normal season.
0: He was one I was actually thinking of uh, over the off season when the new rules came out. I was thinking this guy might actually, as I was scanning through the list, Mm -hmm. this guy might actually see a bump. And I guess seeing that sort of score is kind of encouraging, especially, you know, if he only got to 96 as a maximum Mm. uh, last year. um, He might be able to, you know, add a little bit of a bump to his score, but I don't see him averaging anywhere around that number. But, uh, you know... Mid 70s Mid to high 70s I don't think is out of the question If he can kind of Take the kick outs Or whatever And yeah. you know Receive a bit of a bump that way
1: Depends how deep your league is And how many backs You're playing obviously as well
0: Yeah um,
1: A couple for When we're really talking Keeper legs here Is Joe Danaher Now he only scored 42 On the weekend But I wouldn't get too worried If you're either Thinking of drafting him Or have him in your team He's come off a Very very interrupted Season last year And hasn't had the Greatest preseason, And I'm actually pretty surprised He's playing So the good thing about you, if you are keen of Joe Danaher, is that he might actually slide a bit down your keeper ranks yeah, and he, uh, keeper, or your draft ranks. And he did that in our um, pro league draft last week. So seriously, if it's a keeper draft, uh, sorry, we're talking keeper legs here. And if you're keen on him, don't be too worried because, you know, we're playing the long
0: game with some of these guys and the guy can seriously score. So I just say, don't let a couple bad scores throw you off. The key forward thing And the injury concerns Of last year Do worry me But he is young And I think he will be One of the premier Key forwards eventually yeah. um, Just don't know If it's going to be this year But if it, yeah, as we yeah. say It's a keeper league So keep your eye on him And uh, I reckon Pick him up If the if the timing's right If the value's right In your draft I wouldn't yep. reach for him yep. But he's someone That uh, could slide a little bit And I think he's probably Going to be a handy pick up If you can get him de- Lower down the order Oh yeah And one other guy I'm super keen
1: on Heading into this year And beyond Is Kyle Langford So he scored 69 On Thursday night From only six 67 minutes and for me that's pretty hot property last year he uh really broke into the team he had four tons and he's a bit of a mini joe watson for me just you know just is around the ball knows where to run uh gets the kicks and just gets the stats i'm saying take him with some confidence because i think that he is um you know really building and can just be that just general you know seb ross um Joe Watson, you know, that just accumulator. Um, In our draft last week, I took him in round 13, which was pick 127. And at the moment, his ADP is 142. So, you know, for a forward who could potentially become a, you know, F1, F2, if it depends how good he goes this year, you know, you can get him quite late for a steal.
0: Yeah, he was someone I was actually looking at. And uh, around the time he was picked up, uh, I was looking pretty much at the exact same time. I was maybe trying to think he could go around later, but I should have known better knowing you as a bomber supporter uh, that he wasn't going to last. They don't slip that line, mate. (laughs) Who'd you like from the cat? That's my man. Um, well, I'm just looking at a few scores, I guess. Jack Henry had a big game, but um, he's not really fantasy relevant. It uh, doesn't play a real fantasy friendly role. He has the attributes to, of someone who could actually score well, but the roles he gets week in week out are just too inconsistent for fantasy. So yep. basically, don't get excited by that 99 that you saw there. Uh, Jordan Clark uh, went backwards, but I still think he's close to best 22. And being a you know an early career player, he's uh, he's not going to be someone who does set the world on fire every week. It's the whole. First First year player thing. You, know, yep. you can't get too
1: excited. It was the same with you know. I think we we'll talking about Haley and Coldwell last year, last week. Yeah. You know they have these off games
0: or you know they're, they're still finding their feet. So if you yeah. like
1: him and you're keen long term, we're not talking you out of him, but just be prepared for some up and down weeks.
0: Yeah, you're gonna have to wait with him. Uh, Brian Myers. Now that's not a that's not a real name, Brian. Um, it kind of sounds like my two names mixed together. <laughs> but, uh, um, he scored, uh, 51, but he scored only scored fifty one, but he only played fifty six minutes, and I kind of he caught my. Eye last week uh did a few flashy things i guess the hair i think as well uh yep. does a bit for him but um if we work out his points per minute that's uh 0.9 uh points per minute that he scored last week and he played both jlt games so i guess sneaky chance of playing round one i'm not sure where mm. he sits in geelong's best 22 but you know if they're playing him uh i guess in fairly strong sides in the jlt there could be a chance for him there could be i guess we just have to wait to see of the uh scoring potential though yeah tom atkins uh is uh, not setting the world on fire from a fantasy uh, perspective, but he could be a chance for round one. I reckon he will have to play a few lockdown roles every now and then though. So um, yeah, just be weary of him. And I guess the last person looked at was Darcy Fort and Mm. uh, gross. Uh, 18 points from 37 minutes. I'm not sure if he plays round one case. I'm worried. I was quite keen on him, as you know, throughout most
1: of the preseason. Yeah. um, yeah, um, I'm, you know, He's probably dropped down, and I think probably puts more onus on um, if you have Ryan Abbott or a you know interested in him because I think, obviously, Stanley's going to go in as number one. Yeah. Interesting to see what happens if they just have Radaglia as the second
0: ruck. But I can see that. Then them two just kind of, you know, Radaglia pinch-hitting yeah. and Stanley taking the main workload, work which actually could be really good news for Stanley owners. But Yeah, but the other thing is I think you might – if you can get Abbott late, you
1: know, in, and he might actually come good, you know – Quarter of the way Halfway through this season And and, and be quite a good ruck So Yeah I, I want to back my boy Darcy in But he's uh, He's just not showing anything yeah, For me at the it's moment It's tough so at the moment Very tough
0: Ryan Abbott will probably be a, a, I'd, I'll probably put money on him To be the number two By the end Instead of him Yeah But early days left away to wait and see Alright right. Rightio Next game The Crows versus GWS Okay now, Heck Heff <laughs> So I guess uh, the, the I guess the main one I guess the, the young player That stood out for me Was Chase Jones mm-hmm. Um he scored sixty, but he had eighty-three uh, time. Uh, sorry, eighty-three minutes on ground. Mm-hmm. I guess. Um, so, if you, I guess, if you. Um adjust that uh, he would have got an 86 adjusted score going by our rankings on our website mm-hmm. uh, keeperleaguepod.com.au. Yeah, good plug <laughs> um, so he could be a chance for round one for me and what I really liked about him was his tackle numbers now tackles for me are the kind of stats that they don't really matter who you're playing you can always get them Great. I find I reckon maybe if the Crows are smashing someone and the, no one, the opposition doesn't have the ball then it's an issue but I still think uh, most players can chase and tackle and it's the little things that you can do each week yeah he's got something it's probably between him and Lockie Murphy for that small yeah. forward role so yeah um,
1: um, yeah. well By the way, it's been going. Jones has really uh, impressed
0: everyone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but both them, Murphy and Jones, have really impressed me as well. So um, I guess it's probably going to come down. Well, I don't know if they fit both of them in. but nah, I uh, don't think so. It's going to be interesting to see come selection uh, next week. Uh, Wayne Miller. For me How um, good is he Yeah he's really 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 good A yeah. um, lot of touches I think he was close To 30 touches High 20s um, But yeah If you're lucky enough To have him in your keeper pool Which I don't think you will um, At the moment But uh, yeah Get on board Because he wasn't in the top I guess I don't think he was in the top 150 scorers last year So he mm. could have slid yep. uh, But this year I think he's definitely Going to be well within there So He's one I'd be drafting If I could yeah. Again If he, he was gone for us like he was, uh, Yeah he was high Yep Alright Brody Smith uh, Coming back from injury last season um but yeah he scored 99 from uh, 85 minutes time on yeah. ground so i don't know i think he's capable of his first uh, 80 plus average season this year what do you I, think i agree i think the kicking rules is obviously going to help him a lot and that's just yeah. going to bump him up and it's great to
1: see that you know you've, you can have your miller smith and uh laird all scoring pretty well in the crows back half they're all fitting in very well together and it's not then no, no one's affecting each other do you think
0: smith and miller are going to affect laird scoring no, no, I said it's good that they're all scoring together. No, no, but I reckon, I'm, I'm asking you because I think it probably oh, will. You, you might, think that Lear's going to get a drop down? Not heaps, but I don't think we might, we're not, we, might ugh, we might not see as many massive scores from Laird this year. I think it might be shared yeah. around a little bit more.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. He went first round in the uh, pro keeper leg, I think. So
0: yeah. um,
1: Laird did, that is. So it's going to be very interesting to see what, um, what comes of this.
0: Yeah. Uh one of your boys, Kay, is Roley Knight, mm-hmm. uh, seventy eight. But what I liked about him look just look confident and composed. Yeah. Um he always looked like a little kid in that crow side previously. But he's starting to actually take a bit of control now. And I think he's uh best twenty two at the moment. I was pretty skeptical uh, before this season. Yeah. But no, I think he's uh I reckon he's gonna cement himself a spot this season. And uh yeah, look, he's capable of scores in the seventies every week, so that's pretty handy for your fourth or fifth forward. Yeah, big time. Um, all right, and then I guess Taylor Walker uh, really worked his way into the game. Scored seventy-eight from a really really slow start. Uh, didn't look like getting anywhere near it in the first quarter, but then yeah, worked into it. Um, I think he's going to be available in a lot of pools. Um, yep. I'm not. I'm not sure if I'm seeing the rules really. Play to his favour as much as I thought they would. But I think he's just uh, had a full pre-season and he's able to actually kind of get his hands to the ball, get yeah. to the ball um, at the right times and kick a few snacks.
1: We've spoken about a bit. I think he's coming into his pre- pre-season fit for once. Yeah. And, you know, like a few years ago, he's been at eighty. 80- high 80 scorer, you know, and, and he's going to slide down and be just some absolute jam late in the, late in the draft for
0: you. For sure. okay what GWS players did you like? Well, the third-year breakout looks like it's
1: happening with Harry Perryman. He, uh, yeah, looks really 88 on the weekend and just kind of delivered. Um, look As a defender, he's a very, very tasty pickup and he's kind of one that well, potentially isn't on a lot of people's radars. They're in round 24 in our draft and, you know, while that's a fair bit down, it just kind of shows you that, you know, you can get a few of these guys who are on the edge and you might get a real bargain laid on. So when you're setting your ranks and you are keen on some of these players, if, you, if you're if you not doing your um, pre-ranks, make sure you bump some of these guys yeah. up just so that they don't slip down and you miss them. And then he goes, ah, shit, you know, like he was on my list, but he you know just didn't come up at that right time. So it does show how important pre-draft ranking can be so that you, you know what players you want to target and he's one that I'd be targeting.
0: Well, well, he's someone we actually uh, identified on our very, very first pod uh, last year in November as when we picked, I think, five breakout candidates uh, Mm -hmm. for next year. He was someone we actually looked at. So, good snag by us. Too bad none of us got him.
1: (laughs) Now, the other one from the one end of the spectrum to the other. Brett Delidio scored 77 from only 76 minutes and he went bananas in a small amount of time last week. Yeah. Is he back? Like... I just think and he's going to be if you're challenging or you know just want someone to chalk up your team he went late he went round 29 in this draft and Yes, he's not a long-term prospect, but if you're on the hunt, you've got, to be, you've got to have any calculations.
0: A lot of these players, we look at their time on ground and see what they would have um, scored if they did play a full game. But mm-hmm. Brett Delidio is someone I'm not sure who's actually going to play a full game. Yep. So, that's what we've got to be wary of here. But the way he's scoring is really, really impressive. And, you know, we we obviously know his class. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess, yeah, we, we don't have another chance to have a look at him. But he's someone, seriously, yeah, take a look at him if you're contending because you could get him pretty late in a draft and he could be someone who can actually get you, can win your uh, you know, flag. Eighty. 90 each week so yeah. Yeah. and he can go
1: big he yeah. does have the ability yeah and
0: just the last two look I touched on it
1: earlier but Jackson Hightley and Jai Caldwell 42 and 28 respectively from a fair bit of time on ground I think and it's not really a surprise look I'm, I've always said these guys are going to be jets they're just not going to be consistent and they're not going to potentially be in this team every week so if you want them and you're going to take them take them but you know you can't be expecting them to be busting out big scores in year one
0: yeah, exactly the same. We, we've seen that. We've said that about most of the rookies that, uh, you know, you can't rely on them each week, but, uh, you know, you're picking them for the future and both of them do look like, you know, solid contributors for a long period of time. We're just going to have to wait till we get that consistency out of them. Yep. Ooh, Port Adelaide versus North Melbourne.
1: Now, I know you were there live and no surprising, there's probably 16 Port players on this list that you want to talk about. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's quite a few there. Uh, yeah, I'll try not to – I'll try to get through them pretty quickly and not show my bias too much, but I'm no, making no promises case. Mm, here we go. Um, I'll just right. leave the room for a bit. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll just ramble by myself. Uh, Dan Houston, uh, 102. Just looks solid across halfback. Mm -hmm. Um, Played 115 minutes time on ground to get that 102 though. I don't know if he'll be playing those sort of numbers when the season kind of kicks in.
1: Is he a lock for best 22?
0: Yeah, I think he's a lock for best 22. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think an in- interesting thing th- uh, to note is uh, Port actually went with the uh, 22 players. And so once a few of them went down, there wasn't as many bench rotations. So some right. of these numbers will be bumped up, whereas North Melbourne uh, played the full uh, squad, yep. JLT squad. Right um, Scott Lycett, um, scored 102. This is a big call, but... I reckon he looks like he's going to take his game to the next level. So he's going to step out away from being, you know, number two to Nick nickname at West Coast. He's going to be the number one ruckman at Port Adelaide. And, yeah, he kind of sp- – Put a good foot forward on the weekend um, He scored really well And this is kind of impressive Scored well uh, with a large amount of time up forward So before Ryder um, broke his cheek I guess uh, He was up forward And I, don't know, I guess they were spending equal times between And uh, yeah taking lots of grabs Because uh, Casey sent me a text saying What's going on with uh, his hit out numbers Because yeah. he was playing uh, playing up forward So, um, But what I liked He was taking big marks and kicking goals And I reckon we'll see a lot of that uh, this season Just got to hope that he spends a little bit more time Than Ryder in the ruck yep. uh, Than vice versa yeah uh,
1: plenty of time for Scott Lysett, and that's why he was in our top ten keeper rucks so you know yep. I think he's, he's going to hold that
0: down, hold that spot down for a long time sure uh Jack Watt scored a hundred um spent some time on the wing. can he be trusted case um well According to Twitter, probably not. <laughs> yeah, you know, if the uh, football was now, nah, we won't go there. <laughs> the other person I liked uh, is Xavier Dersma. Is a new member of the Big Hoofers. Mm. Um, scored ninety two. For me, he just looked really settled. Mm-hmm. Um, crossed that half back line. A few stints in the, through the middle as well. Um, yeah, just looked like he's going to play round one. There's going to be four uh, four debutants, I think, for Port Adelaide next week. You had and here um, first, everyone. Yeah. So then I think, um, yeah, he was. Just look look really settled And I guess I wasn't really sure Whether he was going to be A decent fantasy scorer But uh, this week Showed potential So um, yeah Just keep your eye on Xavier Dersman I think he's going to be A good pickup. Who else did you like From Port Yeah so uh, Butters again From uh, last week He only scored 59 But what I liked He was involved In a lot of play Mm -hmm. Um, So he'll be up and down Just like all the other rookies But he'll get game time Alright so uh, Pick him up for the future Because we showed last week That he can score Yeah Uh, Connor Rosie, He'll play uh, not a good fantasy scorer, though. He's someone that I reckon don't get sucked into the kind of first round, you know, top five draft pick hype. Yep. Let him slide. Let someone else take him. I think because he's not going to be a great fantasy scorer. And the last uh, two guys we've been looking at uh, pretty closely this preseason from Port Adelaide were uh, Burton and Sam Powell Pepper, uh, both pretty disappointing. I thought mm.
1: it's not good for those owners.
0: Nah, it's not. Well, you know, Sam Pow Pepper in the first quarter just was had had the ball on the string and I think he mm. I think he had a huge score. He's like thirty at quarter time and just didn't really go on with it. And uh Burton, no, I'm not sh- even sure what his role is at Port Adelaide just this year uh, just at the moment. So uh yeah, he's definitely not playing the kind of uh you know, loose or wingman-type role that I thought he would be. So, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens there.
1: Right. So, looking at the stats from the North Melbourne side, Bailey Scott had 84 from 65 minutes. So, pretty impressive outing from the youngster. And it'd be very interesting to see where or if he fits in the Roos side this year. Um, Obviously, he was pretty high draft pick and uh, they've got a lot of time for him. But... It's just one of those guys where I think first year, regardless of who you are, probably unless you're Sam Walsh, you need to take caution with expecting uh, high numbers regularly from these kind of kids.
0: Yeah, a bit of bias, I guess, now, because he's now another member of the Hoofers. But out of the rookies that um, we've seen over the JLT, he's one that's probably impressed me just as much as your Hateley's or mm. as your Butters and all those kind of, And not, not maybe not quite as much as Walsh. But, uh, yeah, he's really looking like one of those kind of upper ech- echelon of uh, E players, but he was taken so so much further down. so. Yeah. You know, you don't always have to get the the first round draftees. Look at someone like James Warple last season who slid a fair bit, but still he's kind of – everyone's looking him at as as a good fantasy scorer this season. So, yeah, that would just be, I guess, a little tip is take note of the way they play more so than where they were drafted. Yeah, and now
1: the LDU hype came down to – crush down to ground level with 46 from 80 minutes. Yeah, what happened there, guys? Well, look, it was worth waiting the extra week like we said last week. Just, you know, see what he's like after two games and – Look, I don't want to be a you know a dick, but I'm just happy to let him go this year. I, I just <laughs> I don't know if, if you, you see, can help that, mate. Nah, it's just natural. <laughs> but if you see something for him in him, go for it. But I, I said all along, I think he's a 2020 proposition. So if you're willing to draft him with that in mind, and you know potentially not keeping him, or potentially you know sliding him to your last keeper at the end of the year, maybe. But uh, I just think he's going to be up and down like a yo-yo. Uh, Aaron Hall, good to see him bounce back with a 73 from that uh, potential injury last week doesn't seem any concern and I think you know, just get that, that next game back after a bit of a proppy first game. I think that's great for him. And I think if you're going to own him or you're keen on taking him, it's just full steam ahead. Just expect to what you were you were expecting, you know, before two weeks ago, I think.
0: Yeah, I was kind of shocked when I saw his team, uh, name, on the, uh, name on the team sheet because, uh, yeah, I thought he was gone mm. uh, last week. But, yeah, good to see him out there. And I reckon he can work into it. Spent a fair bit of time out of the game last season, so don't stress too much if he's not setting the world on fire like you thought he would be. 73 yeah. is nothing to be sneezed at, though, really. No. Um, but, yeah, don't be, uh, don't be too down him because I think he will develop. Now Kay's uh some guy you talked about a few weeks ago, uh Joy Simkin, how'd he go? Guess what? He had twenty
1: three points from 102 minutes. Oh, He's officially yuck. crossed <laughs> off my list after not having a kick last week and just handballing he kind of twenty three and one oh two. I just his role can't be there at the at the uh ruse and just rub him out. As good as you might be as a footballer, you just can't take him as a fantasy opposition in twenty nineteen.
0: All right, Kays, you had a look at the Melbourne versus Brisbane game. Who'd you like from that game? Well, looking at the D side, uh, Steve
1: May had 55, and I was kind of expecting a bit more from him this year, especially in his first outing. I've got him pegged as a potentially pushing an 80 average just with some kicking abilities and uh, playing in a better side at Melbourne just annoying you know he's been rubbed out for one game already and that's probably the thing you get with Stephen May he likes yeah. to be a bit physical but look I, I think he's still a safe you know D5 op, op, option and um, you know they, they they can be handy especially if you're challenging so if you're still keen I, I'd take him I, I still got time for him it's just uh, I wanted a bit more from that first game. Uh, Charlie Spargo looks a bit of a ripper for the D's he uh, scored 72 average 59 in his first year which is pretty good and Second year, you know, hold massive expect don't hold massive expectations this year still, but I reckon as a as a lateish kind of pickup, he could be one that explodes, especially in a year or two. He's got some serious talent, and I know the D's rating quite highly. So um, if you're keen on Charlie Spargo, definitely have a crack at him. Yeah, I like the look of him. Um, and the last one, Aaron Vandenberg. He's just like a bit of a, a unicorn in the in the <laughs> Melbourne side. He's uh, sometimes he's there and he goes big, and so he's only one hundred and thirteen, and he showed us what he's actually capable of. But there's just always so much risk with him. He like he's twenty seven. Uh, he's only played thirty two games in four years. I just don't know if he's best twenty two. He's probably not. But Jeezy scores when he plays. He's just one of those, you know, really frustrating fantasy players. So you end up taking late, and you kind of almost have an inkling
0: he's going to do something, and then just doesn't do anything yeah sometimes when you' like a, a um, I guess a club comes into flag contention it's often the uh, mature age players that do stand up a little bit so I don't know I think Melbourne will be looking at him to actually uh, do something this year but he's been on that list for quite a few years now and was taken as a mature age player mm. um, so I don't know it's it's about his time but uh, yeah I think be very wary because I'm still not 100 percent sure where he sits in Melbourne side and what about Brisbane? Talk me through them, mate. Oh, I want to talk about one of your boys first up, uh the Beast Mode. Reason boy I wrote him <laughs> off at the start of the year, it's been my uh, New Year's resolution.
1: And oh, he's really
0: true. making you pay for it in this and JLT is, series.
1: Damn you, Beast Mode. He must listen to this he must listen to this pod and just you know, hate me and just he's doing it to spite me.
0: Now he hasn't been huge, but he's um had two really good scores, you know, decent scores for Beast Mode anyway, mm. um, in the JLT series. So he's had a ninety and an eighty three. In the first game he went at one point per minute. So that's, you know, that's a tonne kind of scoring it's rate. nice, yeah. Yeah, and the second one he went at uh, 0.83. So, I don't know. I think it could be a chance this year to actually do something. And it's, it's the year we ride him off and the year he goes undrafted in our draft. <laughs> yeah. Probably stands up and does something. So. <laughs> so
1: I'm happy to take him next year if he actually goes. We have uh, a mid-season it, draft we
0: could take him, true, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, I just don't think that Brisbane have been playing their strongest team uh, the last two weeks. Like they've still got a few guys who uh, probably need to spend a bit more time on the ball and, um, you know, just... Uh, you know, like they've, they've been playing well, but I just don't yeah. know if he's going to be necessarily... He's been best 26, obviously, but whether well, he's best 22, I think that's a bit of a stretch for me.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, another guy we looked at, I guess, we talked about him in the Brisbane uh, analysis episode, but uh, Daniel Rich um, had 79 this week and 90-odd the, the week before. So, uh, with someone we kind of identified who could receive a little bit of a bump with uh, with a few additional kick-ins, doesn't take all of them for Brisbane. I think Witherden mm. generally gets tasked with that. But, um, yeah, he takes a few every now and then. Well, I think he's going to be in a few draft pools Year just getting on a bit and uh, a bit disappointing scores year after year, but I reckon he's going to receive just a tiny little bump this year and could be enough to put him into contention.
1: I think so, especially if you you know you don't have um, a full complement of defenders going into your uh, keeper redraft. I think that you know he's going to be a great D four, D five, and you probably get him cheap too, just because he's been a bit. Inconsistent The last few years
0: Yeah And one other person I was uh, looking at Really closely Because I'm just Waiting him for Do something I'm like that meme With the stick I'm poking poking him And uh, (laughs) yeah Hopefully he uh, does Something But this is Cam Rayner He had uh, 85 last week And he backed it up This week with a Stinky 49 (laughs) So uh, for me He's uh, just not A fantasy scorer So he's going to be Good one day But uh, yeah Not yet He's too up and down And he doesn't Accumulate enough Of the ball uh, To score well enough For me
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah Yeah no I'm um, he, um, he's just, yeah, no, nah, not interested. No, nah, fair <laughs> enough.
0: All right, we'll move on to Hawthorne and Richmond. Now, Kays, so I understand you had a good look at the Warpedo on the weekend.
1: I did. Your boy Warpedo had 92 points from 76 minutes. Lock and load him, just a tasty, tasty proposition. And guess who snapped him up in our little pro <laughs> keeper draft
0: league? I think you took him pretty much the same round I was looking at him. Bad luck buddy <laughs> But yeah he's looking good So uh,
1: if he's available I'd, I'd, I'm quite keen on him
0: Alright uh, who else guys Well
1: we've had a bit of an argument about James Cousins uh, You don't reckon he's best 22 But 81 points for him on the weekend Locked himself into the round one team He contested eight centre bounces Him and Jagger were playing in the same score, uh, same team And both scoring well together I think he's, he's a great mid, mid-level pick That's where I kind of got him in in our um, original leg. And I'd, he looks good to me. He looks good.
0: For the record, I didn't say he wasn't best 22. I said J- a Mira mirror would affect his scoring. But uh, we, like we saw on the weekend, if he's going to score 80 with Yager in the side, then you'd take that. Take that every day of the week for you know a, a really late pick. So
1: yeah. um, he's that one that potentially after we've been talking about this for a few months who might take
0: these bloody midfield minutes <laughs> it's James Cousins that uh, said uh Jaeger O'Meara is I reckon going to receive a bit of a nice bump going by the week and if he can get around you know 100 every week yeah geez that'd be a good bump would be very
1: handy yeah um, a guy that's on my side as well is Jack Scrimshaw he had 75 so much improved from the week prior I was very shaky on him then but from all reports he played a bloody good game and uh I think he might just have worked his way into their into their side so it could be a worth a, a, a really late throw I I don't know if people are too trustworthy in him but you know he can he can probably get up to that mid-70s which is quite handy he's only in a he's you know he's only early in his career so yeah could be a handy one there just late and the other guy who i'd expect uh, a bit earlier on in the preseason was jarman imp he had 76 and look i've said it before just with that forward back dpp i think it just makes him a handy swingman for your side even if it's a bench option or a you know d5 f5 you know he's just a bit he's he, he's good And I think there's some fantasy upside to him too I'm just not sure exactly where But I think he has a bit of an upside
0: Yeah, bench option for me I guess for Hawthorne He's kind of They play him everywhere Really Mm. back forward And then he he sometimes goes in the mid. And I reckon when he kind of Runs through the middle Or stays on the half back a little bit more He scores a lot better But when he kind of goes forward He will, you know Stink it up for you as well So you've just got to be a bit wary with him And I think, yeah He's good bench cover And that's about it for me Um, (laughs) Yeah, some Richmond players I looked at, I guess So Jackie Higgins 103 this week Mm -hmm. So he had 87 last week And then Backed it up with a one hundred and three. A yeah. uh, bit more midfield time, breakout this year, K. Is what do you think? I think so. It's not I, his third year though; it's only his second year. No, but we <laughs> we talked about him and
1: Graham earlier on, where it's just um, you know. Richmond's side is still quite strong. So I think it's fantastic that Higgins is scoring this well in the JLT. Yeah. I'm not expecting those numbers to replicate straight away in, in the full season, but it just shows what he can do potentially towards the end of the season and definitely into next
0: year. Yep, and me uh, mentioned just briefly there was uh, Jack Graham who scored 86. Um, very good this week. I'm still not 100% sure on his consistency, but keep an eye on that guy. Coming back
1: from injury, I, I've got yeah, to take the good thing. So I think that's uh, pretty positive he got 86 on the weekend.
0: Alright, last week we were raving about these two and how they're going to go big with uh, with each other in the side. They both scored big last week. I think they were around the 100 mark last week. I'm talking about Jaden Short and Basha Huli. Uh, they followed up with a 62 and a 63 respectively uh, this week. So yeah, not sure if they're affecting each other or not. Maybe they just you know, there's not enough points for them uh, both to go around. But one thing to uh, mention is uh, Short had a lot more time on ground than Hooli, so Huli was still scoring uh, yeah a, a little bit better. Um, and yeah, Short played a, a lot more of the game. So they might have actually been looking at Short to kind of give him a chance and see what he can do and then they said nut and Basher took over but I don't know we'll have to monitor that one as much as we can the JLT's finished so uh, yeah just uh, yeah it's gonna be hard <laughs> monitor
1: it in round one when yeah exactly picked, when you've bro. already picked up your draft and uh, yeah I'm, I'm still keen on Jaden Short and he's got a lot Longer shelf life Than Bashar Hurley too So especially if you're Starting a, starting a league I'd, I'd have Jaden Short Well up there
0: Yep and if he scores Shit this year Then Bashar retires At the end of the year And then you're yep, good to go So exactly. don't stress too much Exactly Alright and uh, Noah Bolter um, he, I think he turned up Last week And uh, scored 43 this week So you know Just those people That were jumping on Last week uh, This is what you're Probably going to have to Expect from Bolter exactly. So calm um, down Yeah calm. don't go nuts Over this guy Sydney Gold
1: Coast uh, Ryan Clark He's finally done it After <laughs> I was blo- I was He's bloody- finally done it. He's had a ton of the JLT. <laughs> yes. But after all this heat I've got from dropping Lycett and keeping Clark, I just needed him to show something. And, yeah, he played a ripper from, uh, from what I've heard. He's arrived midfield time. He's doing in and out. He had plenty of touches. Just – I needed that and I'm feeling good and I think you can go into this season that he played a fair bit in the midfield and uh, from all reports looking really good so I'm very happy that he's turned up. It's just kind of reaffirmed that yes, he's on a good projection upwards.
0: Yeah, I saw the first half of this game before I uh, jumped on a flight back to Adelaide on Sunday but uh, yeah, he was looking pretty good and I was hoping that uh, when I turned my phone off put it into flight mode and when I turned it off he'd uh, have slowed down so I didn't have to hear the end of it from K's. but uh, it didn't happen. He continued on and ended up getting a ton. So He might
1: have to talk about this in depth later.
0: <laughs> um, Georgie
1: Hewitt another ton scorer had 109 and when I was quite keen on early in the pre-season 24 touches one go and seven tackles in a pretty much a full strength Sydney side so I do have him pegged as you know yes he's been a tagger for a bit but I have him pegged as one of the guys that can kind of probably take through Josh Kennedy's role once he uh, slows down a bit or steps away but they've got a bit of time for him and I'm, I've got a bit of time for him too and I think he's a mid only this year so you might uh, he because he lost his uh, DPP, so he might drop down a few people's ranks. But I still think if you're, um, you know, starting up a keeper league is one that you should be looking at. And I think if you're redrafting, he's um, a good chance too to keep up some good scoring. Probably, probably not the hundred. Yeah, but um, you know, mid eighties. I'm I'm hoping from him. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's a reasonable score for him. Uh, and last one from the Sydney Swans is another um, new recruit, Jackson Thurlow. So he had 78 on the weekend and he had 70 the week before and I th- just pretty solid, you know. Um, he's a centre only in uh, ultimate footy, but in deep legs, I think he's a great, you know, um, handy bench option or just one that he might bubble away and he could actually be quite a handy, you know, 80-ish scorer. Um, just He just needs to put those injury issues he's had behind when he was at the Cats and um, he could be a, a, something to watch.
0: Yeah, no, all good uh, stuff there, Kay. Uh, some good Sydney players there to keep your eye on. All right, I'm going to talk about a few of the uh, Gold Coast uh, superstars. Um, Two-meter Peter. Mm, the uh, big boy scored 114. Now, don't expect this every week. I think I've said that about a lot of players uh, this podcast. But yeah, again, he's not going to do this every week. But now he's, i think he's going to be Gold Coast main focus point uh, up forward. It's so, going to have to be. There's no one else. Exactly. Up there. So the uh, the new rules are going to help him. So he could see a bump. And I reckon it's a sneaky late draft because I don't think too many people are going to be thinking about him. No. Nope. So if you can snag, you know, two meter Peter with your last pick, I think he went very late in our draft. Yeah. Um, it's probably not the worst thing you can do
1: no I agree I agree he's um, just a, a real sleeper and that's yeah there's some of the ones as we're talking about you got to have those names on your list otherwise you almost forget about them yourselves when it yep. comes to draft day so yeah put him on there.
0: Yep. Uh Jack Bowes, seventy two from hundred plus minutes. So you take this every day as a defender in Ultimate Footy. But it's uh a little worrying if you expect him to be one of those high scoring mids in the future. Just give him time, half, mate. <laughs> just give him time. He's developing. Give him time. <laughs> All right, I'll give him some I'll give him some time. Good. Um Charlie Ballard, uh yeah. scored seventy five. So his fantasy score looks good and he's a great intercept marker, but uh what worries me is he's kind of tall and you know, we see those tall players like uh Dude that sometimes just have to do that defensive role. Yeah might be a little bit inconsistent at times. So again, don't get fooled, but someone to keep your uh, keep your eye on, even though the draft is to i stop saying that. But uh, yeah, someone to look at in your draft. Keep your eye on him in your draft. How's yeah. that? Uh, he, he looks... <laughs> I, I've enjoyed watching him
1: play, actually, the highlights and what I saw of him last week. He looked very talented. Yeah,
0: definitely. Uh, and then uh, Anthony Miles. Um, I'm a little concerned with this guy. His mm. output has not been great in the JLT. Scored 62 last week, and we all know Stewie Jew can be pretty ruthless with uh, players that don't perform the way he wants and those mature Especially edges, the old time, he doesn't. Not his favourites. Yeah. So, I don't know. Draft Miles with uh, a little bit of, uh, I guess, concern. Um, Yeah. I think he'll be given the benefit of the doubt come
1: the start of the season. I think so, too. Yeah, you're right. There's a bit of caution behind him because he's uh, an older bloke.
0: He's got to lift his game, I think. Um, All right. Uh, Kays, what's next?
1: It's the Western Bulldogs and the St Kilda. And. Geez, I slept well on Sunday night, not just because I was super hungover, but because <laughs> Tim English gave me a good second half of footy. He scored 54 from 55 minutes in that second half, and I was actually surprised he scored that well, because I actually thought Ryan Marshall had the better of him uh, in the ruck especially, but he managed to hit eight touches, 18 hitouts, and what I liked is he laid four tackles, so we've always known that Tim English can do it around the ground. It's not always about the hitouts for him,
0: yeah. but um, yeah, after that a disappointing first week, I've just got some faith in the big boy. Well, I'm thinking it was only against Rowan Marshall, who played a full game. Where when he come on, you know, Tim, uh, sorry, Rowan Marshall had just gone uh, half a game against Jackson Tren gave. Yeah, it's a bit tired. Look, Couldn't I'm he- chasing around the ground I'm as much. I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it. I'm hearing <laughs> it. But I think that his biggest
1: asset is not potentially his ruck work. It's going to be what he can get around the ground and, and help the side out there. So that's where he's going to score his points. Look, I'm just saying this because I need to have a half glass full approach because otherwise uh, Nathan Vardy is my number one ruck.
0: And I don't even know if he's the number one ruck at West Coast with uh, Hickey on the weekend.
1: I might be playing one short for a bit of the season.
0: I've got plenty to trade you, mate. Come talk to me. Don't deal with the (laughs) devil.
1: Uh, Taylor Jure, 46 points. He um, had 45 last week as well and has just become a straight pass for me. I I had him... in the past, and you know, going to a new club, I thought there might have been a bit more opportunity, but he's been given a fair bit of run in both games, and he just needed to show something. He hasn't, and I just don't think he plays round one now. That's my gut feel because there's a they've got so many handy, you know, that mid mid-sized blokes, and especially who can run through the back line. You know, we've got Caleb Daniel playing his part back there, and I just think that the Taylor Dre experiment might not have worked at the Dogs.
0: Oh, I'm willing to give him one more chance just because I like the uh, – you know, it's early days. We, we're writing him off at the Dogs already, but I'd always like the guys who move clubs. And, he, you know, when he plays in the right positions, he has a, has a nice uh, fantasy well, You know, fantasy game to him. Yeah, he's solid, but uh, I, I just can't see it this year. I'm, no, no.
1: I'm, he's no good for me.
0: Late late pickup. I reckon. No. Nah. I reckon. Aaron Norton is
1: a late pickup for me. He scored 68 on the weekend. Look, he's a backman in ultimate footy. He played forward on the weekend. He kicked three, had five tackles, and Luke Beveridge believes, quote, he could be anything, unquote, as a forward. Yeah, right. I've got him, so I'm biased. But, look, second year, uh, he's a late pickup option for me because he – Looks really good. Like he does, As I say, like you know, five tackles for a bigger bloke. He seems to get around the ground very well. There is there is a bit of a whisper that Trengove won't play around one. English will ruck. Norton will be back up. This could be, you know, they won't win a tap out in the Bulldogs, but that's not that's not the point. But look, I just think Norton looks quite handy. and his second year, he's one I'm willing to take late. Hopefully he
0: does a bit this year and really
1: blossoms into 2020. I don't
0: know. I think I'd rather Taylor DeRay than Aaron Norton. But uh, anyway. Bet, 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 <laughs> bet, bet. bet, bet. Bet anyway,
1: we'll have a bet and we'll tell you what the uh, uh, wager is on Twitter. But uh, Josh Dunkley, he's back, 119. Um, look, obviously it would be a bit role-dependent, but Jeezy looked good. He was everywhere and it just makes everyone who owns him breathe a bit
0: easier. So, if you were worried about him or taking him a bit early, I think you can probably rest assured that he's all right. Yeah, I traded uh, him to you a couple of years ago for all of your senior citizen players and uh, I'm kind of hoping he fails deep down but doesn't look like it. And uh, I thought last week, you know, with Liver coming back and him moving up forward, I thought, yes, this is finally it. He's going to suck this year. But uh, no, nah, he's actually going to be a star. He showed his class. Heffy. All right, Rowan Marshall played 105 minutes at 1.0. 6 point per Minutes mm. Now does he get The jump uh, Ahead of longer For this one um, Only rucked against Tim English and Jackson Trengove And they played Half a game each As mentioned earlier So I don't know It's not like It's super awesome Ruck competition But um, yeah he, he scored well Against those guys And I guess With the Billy Longer injured and Lewis Pierce, I think, uh, caught a knock last week. I think Rowan Marshall jumps into the number one rock spot at uh, St Kilda and will probably score pretty well. Yeah,
1: totally agree. He looked really, really good and even if uh, Longer and Marshall play together as, as Marshall kind of slots up forward as well, I, you know, he, he really looks good. He really does look good.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dylan Robertson we talked about earlier but yeah, having a few issues uh, with the ticket. So yeah, oh, it's, it's potentially it, avoid, I, you just yeah. got to avoid if you're playing. Yeah. He's not worth the risk
1: for me, especially no. when he's going to get in that range, he's going to get drafted. He's yeah. not worth the risk.
0: If he drafts this weekend, uh, monitor the news during the week and see mm. what you can find out. But, yeah, he's going to slide, I think, and for good reason. Uh, Jack Noons, one of your boys, case. Yeah. Um, Still playing uh, forward, but uh, is he back? Um, he got a bit more midfield time uh, this week as well. And uh, had 75 the week before, so I reckon he's a handy forward pickup.
1: He's looking good. Uh, I'm still a bit scared, but he's actually looking pretty good.
0: Yeah. No, you, you've got nothing to lose where you picked him up in the draft this year. And, uh, you know, coming off I – I always don't mind uh, those players that come off a shit year. They slide in the draft and they've got every chance of bouncing back. So, no, I don't mind that one. I think you've got something decent there. Uh, Hunter Clark, uh, 77 from 74 mid- Minutes time on ground. Had a 69 last week. Uh, gonna be a fantasy player, I think.
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm filthy. I missed out on him in a few legs. He actually looks the goods long-term. He looks, yeah, he looks like he's going to be an absolute jet.
0: Yeah. And uh, Ed Phillips was uh, one of the disappointing ones for me. He only scored 24. He went really early in our draft and yep. uh, I think he could be uh, not best 22 after this. Hopefully not
1: for the love pig, but uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I he wasn't high in my calculations anyway. So yeah, um, but yeah, we'll have to have to see how he kind of starts the year.
0: All right, on to the uh, the Western Derby uh, that was held on Sunday night. Uh, I had a, uh, Kay's had a look at a few uh, Fremantle players. So who did you like from them? Reese Conker,
1: yeah, like eighty four from seventy eight minutes. He actually looked very very good, and he could be a real stayer in the the Fremantle midfield, especially until Connor Blakely gets back there, and you know because they probably need a bit of. Um, Bit of experience. Yeah. Um, you know, Brayshaw, Chera, they're going to be Jets and they're going to keep moving through there. But Conk could be the one that could be really quite uh, handy. And um, I think. His issues have always been uh, his injury ability and it just seems that if he can get his body right and he's obviously recovered from a bit of a, I think it was um, a knee infection, he could be a real sleeper this year in most drafts.
0: Yeah, what I liked is because he played a bit of midfield on a Sunday night and he scored really well, but then when he had to go into defence, he scored really well as well. So I guess, yeah, when Fife and Blakely... uh Uh, come back that's going to affect him but I think he can score in one of those positions uh, Mm -hmm. pretty well and it's just when they both come back we might have to worry but that's still probably you know four or five months away so I think he's going to be a good get for the first half of the season at least and hopefully builds a bit of confidence and continues on another one that's been surprising is Darcy Tucker had a 79 so he
1: continued his good form from last week where he turned up and I was keen to watch him again this week to see if he actually you know, kind of kept scoring in that tagger role, and he's looked good. Like yeah. can be very, very handy, and especially as a very late pickup. Like he went uh, quite late in drafts um, around this time, and if he keeps this up, you know, like, yes, he might not potentially make your field, but you know, a great bench bench option, or even your last um, your last midfielder spot, if he just keeps this, you know, eighty-ish average up. It's uh, it's come from nowhere.
0: Yeah, no, he was um, he was good last week, and yeah, I wanted another look at him, and he kind of delivered. So, he you know, if he's available, then uh, yeah, check him out.
1: And Talan Jaman, he had twenty eight, so he's had back to back poor scores. We kind of had him pencilled in as potentially a little breakout after a, a solid back end of last year. So, he hasn't shown that in the JLT. Um, yeah, a bit worried. Look, you might want to stay one more year on him before you, um, you know, really pounce. But uh, look, if you're happy to take him late, uh, I'd go for it. But I, I just wanted to see some, want some, wanted to see some progression from those good scores he showed last year.
0: That said, what I do like about him, I guess, is he does play for Fremantle and he probably will get opportunities. You know, he might have to spend a bit of time on the waffle at the start, but uh, as soon as he hits form, he'll be in and get gain a bit more experience. So, if you can pick him out this year and you've got the spot to keep him next year, I don't think it's the worst get. But mm. yeah, if you don't, if you only keep like lower number keepers like we do, it might be good to hold off for one more year and uh, wait to try to get him in uh, 2020. Yeah. Who looked good from the West Coast Eagles? Uh, Liam Duggan was uh, pretty good. Uh, scored 79. Uh, he had 83 last week. Played 110 minutes to get that 79, though, and I don't think he'll be playing those large numbers uh, every week. But uh, he's definitely still a very handy um, pickup as your you know, D3, D4. Yeah, I said that. Um, I think he's just going to be a great, solid defender. It might not
1: be you know killing it, but he, you know you need those defenders who are just a regular 80-ish scorer as their goal.
0: Yeah uh, Another guy I liked Was uh, Jack Um He only scored 71 But he looked like He was everywhere I thought he was Going to have a ton Or something he, <laughs> Yeah he kept Having his hands on the board He looked really flashy On the TV um, Maybe one to stash For future Because I don't know If his uh, fantasy scoring Is going to be You know that hot Just yet And he probably Isn't best 22 right now It Might be a little bit Inconsistent But I think he's A bit of a player And uh, yeah Maybe one to watch For the future Big time And lucky last Your boy Chris Maston <laughs> So he's a defender an ultimate footy this year and he scored 74 on the weekend. He had uh, 91 the previous week at 1.2 points per minute and then uh, 74 this week at 0.8 points per minute. So, you know, as a midfielder gross, yuck. But as a defender I think he can be a handy pickup in keeper leagues if you get him a bit later. He should be available. Yeah, look, I've got no issues
1: taking him late as that uh, good back cover. And well, the last game of the weekend was Collingwood v Carlton. and this guy, Josh Thomas, with 101, just keeps on delivering. Like yep. he's he's uh, taken it to a new level. So a bit interesting to see what happens when you know we get to round one because he was definitely best 22 last year. That's not a the question, but he averaged 72 in 2018 and he had three tons. But Look, if he can actually... I don't know where he's going to find more midfield minutes at Collingwood because yeah, they're so tough. stacked. But he's doing, what he's doing at the moment is great and he could be one of like a real sleeper as,
0: as a top 10 forward. Yep. Oh, no, I really like him. He's been very impressive, the two JLT. And we've uh, said this last week and it was also mentioned by one of our uh, coaches on the uh, draft podcast, the live one that we put out, that uh, Collingwood must have kept him through that drug uh, ban for a reason. So, yep. yeah, definitely have a look at him.
1: Uh, the, one of the new recruits... To to uh, Collingwood is Jordan Ruffett, He had a 70. And look, as a as a ruck forward DPP, I think it could be quite a handy late pickup. Um, you know, just as bench cover, especially because he probably looks like he might start in round one, um, well, Cox is not playing. So, you know, with, with him, you know, you're not always going to get, you know, potentially um, regular games or regular scores, but just one that's handy just to, you know, kind of pinch it into your team. And yeah. especially when you get deep down in leagues, you just want guys who are playing.
0: Or oh, especially for Brodie Grundy owners as well. Yeah. Um, if he goes down with his, you know, he had a bit of a troublesome foot this preseason, season and, uh, you know, he should be okay. But if he does go down, he could be super handy. I'm now a uh, Jordan Roughhead as I am now a Brody Grundy owner. Mm-hmm. So I've got both of them and I'm, um, yeah, like what I saw on the weekend. And one guy just when we're talking about startup keepers is uh, who wasn't really sure where he sat after last year because he had
1: this, you know, Hot year from kind of nowhere is Tom Phillips. He's uh, scored ninety three yesterday and put two great games together in the JLT. And I just think you know there might be people who were who were in my, my boat and just was last year flashing the pan. And from what I've seen this year, yeah, no, nah, he's a he's a fantasy jet.
0: Yep. Yeah, now nah, going to be going to be a good player. Going to be a bit of a gun for the uh, Collingwood there, and going to be a bit of a gun for your fantasy teams too. Um, some Carlton players I had look at. Uh, well, I had to have another look at Sam Walsh. I think we all did. But uh, eighty-two. But he's a no J- need. Nah, he's a jet. Just get him if he's available and you've got if he's available at your pick. Just get him. Um, he's going to be an absolute superstar in the future. Uh, Will Catterfield uh, scored fifty-seven. Um, he's playing a lot up forward, so he won't set the world on fire fantasy-wise. But I reckon he's going to be a future your gun, you just need your your Murphys and your Kernos and stuff to move on a little bit and I think you'll be alright.
1: He looked quite good last week but you're right, at this,
0: year, this year it might just be a bit up and down depending on who's in and out of the Colton side. Yep. Definitely, uh, Sam Petrepsky Seaton. Um, he was super solid. Uh, I think he's going to develop into something special. I'm just not sure whether it's going to be this year, next year, mm-hmm. or when that is. Um, spent a lot of time in the midfield, and he uh, should be around that low to mid seventies uh, this year at least. And I think we to- to, uh, spoke about him one as the, a guy who's got a really good floor. He doesn't go low very often. I yeah. guess like you know under your seventies and your, your high sixties.
1: Yeah, and that's the that's the big. Um yeah, draw card for SPS is that he just doesn't have those real stinkers. Yeah, um, and I think there's so, so much plenty of upside still. So yep. yeah, I, he's um, he's going to be a star.
0: And I guess some players we looked at throughout the preseason were uh, Fisher, uh, Paddy Dow, and uh, Newman. They're all a bit down this week. So oh, Newman worries me actually because uh, I don't know. He's, he did it. at Sydney It's just very Nick Newman Yeah He did it at Sydney And I'm just scared He's going to do Or scared for Newman owners That he's going to do it again At Carlton um, Fisher I think And Dow We can probably excuse a bit yeah, uh, Long done. pre-season Yeah Alright That wraps up The uh, the round review And we'll move on To our Patreon read For those listeners who aren't aware We have a little uh, secret society Known as our Patreon subscribers So uh, yeah If you want to support the uh, podcast You can sign up for as little as $2 a month And uh, in return We give you a whole heap of uh, bonus content Such as uh, mini episodes Some premium resources That you won't find anywhere else uh, Last week we put out our live draft mini episode Which was uh, pretty funny If we uh, if we think so uh, if We say so ourselves map. It was yeah. just a <laughs> It was pretty messy, but uh, it's It was heft-talking smack while he's had so many <laughs> fancy beers. That's what it was. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you want to hear that, uh, you get the real uh, keeper league, I guess, uh, uncut. Um, but, yeah, also we've got coming out to so the results from our uh, pro keeper league coming out. And I'm also working on some uh, projections and weekly rankings and stuff like that throughout the season, as well as we'll have our VFL, Sandful and Kneeful and uh, Waffle scores yep. up each week so you can keep track of your players in the twos. Yeah. This is. Uh,
1: this is a big week to become a Patreon subscriber because, yeah, we've got the results of that draft so I can help you plan because, you know, a lot of people do some uh, draft results but they're not Keeper League focused. So yep. this will be great for everyone who's starting up their own Keeper League this weekend. And we've you'll got plan to go um, with that too.
0: You'll find a lot of mock drafts out there but none of them put uh, Keepers into perspective so you're finally going to get one uh, this week for our Patreon listeners. Uh, but, yeah, every week we read out the people who are kind enough to, uh, yeah, commit to the podcast and uh, help us out. So uh, those people are Tom Gow uh gandy very famous we're a bit of a celebrity yep uh jacob uh ben carr mark lister christopher hedges harry cameron cook and uh alex Roberts. so to all of you people and uh all the other patreon uh, subscribers that we have uh thanks heaps rightio let's move into the listener questions Alright Kays, who's first up
1: tonight? Right up on my favourite segment of every pod, it's just uh, listener questions, I really love it Hef
0: Yeah it's good fun, getting in touch with our listeners and hopefully uh, providing some advice Don't know how good it is each week but uh, we do our best It's excellent but this is going to bring back some bad memories,
1: this question from at (laughs) South Ost What is the worst keeper trade you think you've ever done? So mine's not even a think. It's just not that I don't even know how to rank these. They're all horrible. But if we're going to start with my third worst, it's uh, trading grade Jade Gresham out for Dale Thomas last year. I was chasing a flag. I can give, forgive myself for that one. But these top two, I've spoken about it before. But I was chasing a flag a few years ago. Always chasing a flag. Uh, Look, I'm, all, I'm like Sidney, I always <laughs> contend. I don't bottom out like some teams have. Come on. Uh, no, nah, Sam Mitchell, I traded in for Josh Kelly, and I also traded in Matt Boyd for Zam Doherty. So, look, I've committed some sins. I am open about that. And, uh, look, you always rebuild. You There's always a next year. Just uh, think about it beforehand. Don't get sucked in.
0: Uh, I've traded out a lot of like guys that have gone on to be guns for older players who retired, but it uh, ultimately delivered me a flag, so I don't really dwell over those ones. Uh, the biggest regret for me was um, yeah trading. Uh, so I picked up Marcus Bontempelli in the draft, and I think it got to about round two, and uh, he wasn't playing, and I was one defender down. I was going to get a zero. So Kay's sent me a uh, trade request, and he's like, hey, Hef, how about I give you your boy uh, Jack Homp? She scored seventy six and eighty in the first two weeks, and. Homs, he was on fire And I would just take uh, This unknown guy Called Bont and Pelly Now I thought Bont was always Going to be a star Because that's why I picked him up in the draft But I was kind of At a, at a point where I was I thought I was Going to go a little bit further And I didn't think A first year player Was really going to help me Plus I needed that Cover and defence So yeah I thought Homsch Could probably average His 75 And I was uh, Really really Very wrong Very wrong And uh, Bont is now A superstar And Homsch plays For Gold Coast So <laughs> <laughs> yeah Jeez That was a sinker It
1: has been uh, At Cherto 5 Dom Tyson, Anthony Miles, or Dion Prestia? Who do you guys think will average more? And second question from him is thoughts on what Gaz will average this year?
0: Uh, I think, for me, I don't mind the look of uh, Tyson at a new club. I think he's going to have to do a lot of heavy lifting at North, I reckon. Yep. Um, so, I think he will just score uh, average better than the other two. Uh, for me, I think... Prestia.
1: Okay. Okay. You know, he's uh, he's 26. He's um, had two solid JLT games, which he's been looking good in. Tom Tyson's had a good one and a you know colder one so he'd be my second pick but uh, yeah look Anthony Miles as we've touched already is a bit at, uh, yeah, bit at warning signs but I think Presti is probably the the class above but wouldn't surprise me if Dom Tyson goes really well this year and what about Gary Ablett <sighs> really you just can't tell what he's actually going to play this year they yeah. keep talking him forward but yeah, okay say he's going to play forward I think he's almost a, he's, an, he's a 90 average forward for me
0: yeah I think around 90 maybe even a bit lower 85 um, it depends how much time he runs through the midfield but I reckon he's going to be predominantly forward. Yep. Uh, Dan K101, thoughts on Willie Rioli from West Coast.
1: was talked about getting more midfield opportunity and looked great in both JLT games. I picked him up as a free agent after his second big score in the JLT JLT, and not sure if it's just JLT hype or if I've actually picked up a good one.
0: A little bit of JLT, uh, JLT hype, I reckon. Just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'd say a lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I reckon he's the, for me, I think uh, I think he's going to be the handy kind of flex type player that you bring in depending on his matchups. Um, he's not someone who I'd want to rely on each week. What do you think, Case? Yeah, look, I went back and looked at his stats from last year. He, had, he only had three games over 70, but what kind of
1: was annoying, he had 10 games, uh, 50 or below. Yeah. So, yes... Potentially, you know, if you look at his two JLT games, he's scored, you know, like a 40 and 120.
0: Yeah, pretty much the same, isn't it? Yeah, so you're either
1: super hot or you're super cold. And you just remember, he kicked four goals on the weekend in that 120, and that's just not going to happen every week. You know, he might get those 19 or so touches, but it's not always going to go with the goals or, or vice versa. So... If you can, yeah, keep him. But uh, I wouldn't be, you know, putting my house in him at all.
0: Yeah. All right. Um, At Miller time. So, thoughts on Pittard versus Darcy Moore. I delisted Darcy and kept Pittard. Still unsure on the goodness of that that decision. Uh,
1: Yes. Um, Look, it's a tough call to make between the two for me. Moore is is probably better long-term proposition. But, you know, Pittard can really rack them up. I suppose he's in their best 22. He's, you know, played solidly yeah. enough for North at the moment and, and Moore's probably going to be a fairly very a fairly good player or a, a very good player for Collingwood, but I don't know if he's always going to be super fantasy relevant. You know, in his career, he's that bigger guy. You know, he could be, but if, you, if you're looking for a flag or you're know, looking for some big scores, Pittard's
0: probably your guy. It's a uh, completely risk versus reward for me, I think. Uh, Moore's probably more likely to play over the course of his career, whereas Pittard's kind of on the fringe with your McMillans, uh, your Wrights, your McDonalds, all those type of players, um, especially with a few new players coming in as well. But, uh, you know, Pittard's had seasons where he's averaged 80, and I think he averaged the 80s in the last five or six games of his last season uh, at Port Adelaide. So, uh, yeah, I think Pittard um, can score better, but I think Darcy Moore might end up playing more football. Mm. So, uh, yeah left we'll to see And the last question Of the night Is from
1: At Bob Scamono Jr. Bob Sacamano Jr Bob Sacamano Jr Yep Sweet I don't know <laughs>
0: Thank god You're here to read that Great question What's your favourite Burger spot in Adelaide Jeez we're getting A few of these In the uh, in the Twitter Just a few Irrelevant questions <laughs> But uh, For me I'm a big uh, Barry's Burger fan uh, Barrels As we call them for, uh, <laughs> As uh, they're known here What do you think, guys? Yeah, Barry's Burgers Semaphore Road. Absolutely fantastic burgers Close
1: second for me Would be bread and bone In the city They also do yeah, A, a very very good burger But uh, They look, have
0: a uh, soft shell Crab burger That is uh, pretty damn. good awful. Well yeah. we're west side boys So <laughs> We've got to stay true To
1: Burries uh, yep. on Semaphore Road One twenty-seven days Also quite good yeah. Around our neck of the woods oh, so. look,
0: We could uh, talk about Burgers all night But uh, we probably should uh, Start wrapping up This uh, podcast So Yeah Cheers for listening uh, Once again I guess a few plugs So our website's Up and running At uh, www www.keeperleaguepod.com.au uh, then we've also got our Patreon which we uh, mentioned earlier you can hit us up on our socials at Keeper League Pod on all of those and Case? Yeah
1: look I'm just going to say we're. I don't, have, I don't have much plans this weekend so if you're on Twitter hit us up with any questions before you draft and uh, if you're deciding between a player or two you know get in contact with us we're here to help we're here to
0: spread the love and also, we're still looking for iTunes reviews to help us climb those ranks. So, yeah, if you're enjoying the show, sneaky five stars here and there. probably uh, Four stars. Have. We're a four-star show. <laughs> I'm still after the five star, mate. We need better uh, segues. We need some sweeter music that you need to produce. Yeah, true. We're building. We're building. We're not perfect yet. But even just a little comment here and there or something positive to write, they kind of seem to bump you up the charts a little bit as well. So, yeah, if you could do us a favour there, that'd be greatly appreciated. All right. Uh, next time we talk to you, it'll be building into round one. So, starting exciting things ahead. Yeah. All right. See you later. <laughs> see you guys.